This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Bratz with Longleaf Reptilia, and you're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Part of the Herpeticulture Network. Welcome, come one, come all. Uh, this is episode 135 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. So, it has now come to be THP, Snakes and Stogies, Corn Stars, Lizard Brain Radio, Chondrocast, once every time there's like a full blood moon. Um, I feel like episode. I'm still missing something. Yes. Did you say corn stars? I did, I think. Oh. <coughs> I did, I think. So this is episode 135 of THP. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. I am Jacob Bratz with Longleaf Reptilia. I almost messed up on that one. I almost said it I, that time. You know, you'd I almost I almost did it. Seems like you got it pretty solid. I didn't even hear a hesitation. No, I had to I had to think about it because I wanted to say J.O.B. Morelia, but it didn't. It didn't come out, luckily. So, rocking and rolling. So this is... Our one-on-one episode. We haven't done one in a while. It's been, I think, about a month. Uh, and yeah. we had originally talked a while back about revisiting the people we look up to, which was actually, I looked it up today, it was episode eight. So I was like, you know. Wow, that was, <coughs> that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was like 2018, in July, I think, somewhere. So it would have been over three years ago. Yeah, because we're going, this is going to be four years coming up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, because you were saying, too, the other day, but if it was 2018 in July sometime, then, yeah, it would be three years ago, over three years ago. Yeah. So, figured it's a good time to, yeah, it's a good time to revisit it, and I know, like, things change, we meet new people, we have new relationships, not, like, romantic relationships, but new friendships is a better word, and... yes. Uh, we both wrote down at least seven each, but we didn't tell each other. Like we weren't talking about it while we were doing it. So the way we're going to do it is we're going to talk about the people that neither of us had on the same list first. And then we'll get to like the top three of the people that we did have that were on the same list. Oh, we're not going to do the top three first? No. Oh. We built, we got to start build it up. I mean, the ones that aren't. The ones that are on the joined list. Uh, I mean, it's no no one's in any particular order, but the way we did it, it just makes it so that, like, I didn't know what Jake was who Jake was going to pick. Jake didn't know who I was going to pick, and then we compared lists, and whoever came up on that on both lists is the ones that got in the yeah. top three. And there was, I think, exactly three. Yep. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well. This episode is brought to you by Steve Snakesbury, first off. First and foremost. Then Venom Hot Sauce. Venom Hot Sauce. You need some. They're delicious. It's amazing. They're nutritious. Uh, they come in all kinds of awesome flavors. We recommend the Cotton Mouth Sauce. That was the best one, in my opinion. Um, oh, they were all they were all <laughs> pretty good, man. The Cotton Mouth was pretty good. I feel like the the Coral Snake was kind of sweet. I think. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that one kind of sweet? Oh, yeah, that was the, like the mango habanero. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like the cottonmouth one was the one that was like, okay, 
That was the green this, one, right? The, yeah, this yeah. is like I got a this one. I I got want to try on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I could I could eat some. I could eat yeah. like mix it like put on a little little dab of it on some some chip. Mm. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Little, <laughs> little, mm. little snack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you buy, it's good for your taste buds. It is. It cleanses the palate. Yeah. Uh, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. So, if you buy his hot sauces, you are helping him with public outreach, uh, rescuing animals themselves, removals. So party. Thi- he does parties and stuff too, like events. So think about it like this: if you buy cottonmouth <coughs> sauce, you could be helping a cottonmouth. Yeah. And they're not. It's not Bazing. made with actual cottonmouth, for the record. No, it's not. It's just you know. It's just named cotton. They're all. Each sauce is named after a different native venomous snake, too. Yep. You they're know. like different hotness levels. Yeah, yeah. It's cool stuff. Support them. Either way, you should go follow him if you don't mm-hmm. already, and shoot him a like. Support what he does. All that stuff because he's a great guy, great sponsor, doing great stuff. Oops. Whoa. You like? I feel like because of this new rug that we're um, we're on like a golf green. Yeah, I don't know. This is still I, uncomfortable to me. Like being. I wish I had gotten a different color, but this is the only color they had. I mean, the color's fine. I don't it's like just it. Like I feel. It's different. I feel. When we get this other club chair, it will feel more. Yeah. Strong, like <laughs> I, I don't know. More powerful. Very relaxing. I like the setup a lot more. So. Oh yeah, no, I definitely. It's more comfortable than. Like, the other I got one, my little. But, yeah, know. we got our little tight tables. Yeah, it's we more spacious. Our, We're not as crowded. The mic's not all up in my face. It's easier to just do everything. I was going for comfort. Yeah, you. Like succe- you succeeded. You know, the computer chair and the desk thing is cool and all, but I was like, you know, I really would like some sort of chair and of course we have these old italian leather ones that my in-laws uh bought like a million years ago in italy and the dog has torn this one up so that's the one i'm sitting on we fixed it and patched it and once we get another chair then the other one will be in here and they are very they're very broken in being as old as they are and they're comfy so yeah trying no, to make it sure. more studio it's like this this gaming chair is pretty legit though. I like, like that chair a lot. It's, it's really it's really comfy. It's definitely the most comfy like wheel wheelie chair mm-hmm. I've ever sat in. Got that with my Christmas money from Santa. Christmas money from Santa. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anything nice. new that people need to know about before we get into things? No, oh. I got more water snakes today. You did, and they smelled horrible. They did, but man, they're cool. Like really, um, bad. like I opened that box and I was like, "Something's dead." Yeah, no, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I thought the same thing. I was like, "Dude, is one of these things dead?" Because like, then you were like, "Oh, it's supposed to be four. Or and I was like, "Cause I sent you a text saying, "Yeah, all three are fine." You're like, "They're supposed to be four. And I was like, "Oh." Well, see, so when I went I, back and opened the bag <laughs> to pull some it was, stuff out. I thought around. it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be three, and then he said four yesterday, and I was like. Okay, like I guess okay, that's cool. Like I can go with one point three, and um, I just I had to do a head count. Yeah, and then yeah, it's like 
Then you said it was a tree. You said then you said it was three, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess he just mistyped." Then he checked again. No, nope, it was it was four. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. they all blended in together, so it was yeah they hard. were in a I pile. Just, I was man. just looking for heads. I was gonna just kind of dump them all out in the enclosure because I actually set up like a whole tub for them. I, I'm actually pretty happy with it. I'm what gonna, size did you I'm go add with? Fifteen quart. Okay. I'm gonna add um. I'm going to add a fake plant or something in there to liven it up a little bit. But, nah, man, they're they're super dope. Um, I took them out, but I, I was going to kind of just dump them in there. But, like, it smelled so bad. Like, I had <laughs> to take them out one by one and just look at them all. So I just reached in and I don't even plucked know, them all out. It wasn't even a musk. I, dude, it was, I like, it was just it was. straight poop. Yeah, I guess like, so. that's all it was. Like, it was straight, like, poop. Like, they were covered in, like, like just, they just were white with, like, urine. I've smelled some stuff, but I yeah, was like, that, that was, ain't. Dude, that I, ain't. dude, like I said, I was with you. I thought something was dead. <laughs> I was like, yo, one of these, one of these isn't, isn't coming out of this. Like, but no, they were all fine. They were all I perky. Mean, I was just surprised that FedEx was, showed up on time, no problem, because the last couple what boxes I've ordered, there? it was... Probably just before noon, if not just after. Hmm. Which Solid. the last, I mean, normally they're not too bad. Obviously, with the given year and stuff, it's been a little more squirrely. But the last couple Squirly boxes that squirrely. I've gotten, they they were they were supposed to be delivered before either ten or twelve, like normal, and they didn't get dropped off until like two or three. So, Jeez. yep. <clears throat> yeah, I don't like that, man. I don't like shipping, man. I, there's like. Nope. At least right now. I mean, all the storms and stuff definitely don't help. I've upped it to where, like, I'll drive upwards of, like, three to... If somebody's, like, within six hours, like, and if I'm doing, like, trades or... If we're doing trades or they're buying for me or they don't mind me coming to them, I'll almost make that drive just so I don't have to ship. Like, just, I don't know. I'd rather spend more Weekend adventures. Yeah, I'd rather spend more money in gas and go take a day and go pick one up and you know deal with shipping i don't mm. know it, it just worries me like it's expensive but like driving that driving far like it, it is yeah, you know, if you're looking at 60 bucks on average it's two tanks of gas right i mean when gas prices truck, when, when gas prices aren't crazy if i had a smaller car it might would be better <clears> but. like the old avalon god dude that thing dude the toyota tank jesus <laughs> that thing was scary man Ran like a champ. I don't know how many hurricanes that thing survived. That thing was a freaking Survived a deer. It survived the biggest raccoon I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And multiple hurricanes. Jesus. And flooding. And me. I mean, it's a Toyota, man. Yeah, dude. I could have. That's why I bought the Tacoma, man. Could have drove that thing until it was literally just on the rims. It wouldn't, and that even wouldn't stop it. They're just. They can't be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, that's something I did while I was on my sabbaticals. I bought a Toyota Tacoma. That was that was my big boy purchase. So. I think uh, you ever watched Top Gear? Yeah. There was an episode there where they took one of the older, I don't know if it was a Tacoma or not. It was one of the smaller model trucks for sure. That was a Tacoma. It was white, and I remember they took it out to a beach and literally like parked it so that the tide would come in and cover it completely. And then they waited for the tide to go back out. That thing cranked right up, and they drove right off the beach. No, they didn't. They did. Oh, my god! It was nuts, dude. Like Wow. They didn't expect uh, It's probably on YouTube. I'll have to find it. There's no it way, like, man. Because, like, dude. for the... Uh, well, I guess it depends on where it was. But, like, the tide would be above that thing for, like, hours. I, for, I to park it, it to where it, like, got high. It was, like, completely over the car. 
Close to it. Maybe not completely over it. Over the definitely engine? Definitely over, yeah. Jeez. There's probably, it's probably on YouTube. I'll find it. Yeah. But it was wild because that, at that point I was like, okay. I think they even set it on fire at one point and it's still cranked right up. Like, yeah. it, is, it is wild. They're indestructible, man. I love my, I love my Tacoma. <coughs> Great truck. I am sold on them. I have a Ford right now. Like a I loser. got that because it was the price was right. Couldn't pass it up. But the next car Found will definitely on be the road dead. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> really? Pretty good. Uh, so who's gonna go first? I don't, I don't know. You can kick us off if you want. Right. Go ahead. Hold on a second. I'm Maybe. gonna kind of make up the order I as I go. I gotta rearrange my notes. I'm just gonna make up the order as I go. Honestly. Um, I don't know. He was on the front porch earlier. Yeah, when I came home. He'll be all right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, someone who is a listener, and hopefully the rain and things going on outside aren't too loud. Uh, i got to start with, with Brendan Meyer. So he's been a big supporter of the podcast, been a big supporter of the magazine, uh, and he's, I have him on this list because he truly appreciates bear rats. Like as out of all the people that, that have messaged me and with interest in those, like I have a, I have a feeling he, he very, he truly likes this, like really enjoys mm-hmm. the species. And that's not saying that nobody else that's messaged me doesn't. I've just noticed that he really I guess he, passionate about yeah, them. He, There's a difference between liking <clears throat> them and like having a true passion yeah. for a species. Like there, there's a big difference. Like I, you know, I, I like king snakes. Okay, like mm-hmm. I like king snakes. I would keep king snakes, but I love rat snakes. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like there's a there's a difference. Like, but yeah, he's uh, he's got the beards. He's doing awesome. He's got really good taste in carpets, so he's very big on like stripes and tigers and stuff. Yeah, which is awesome. He was sending some awesome pictures yeah. of our group. So I figured I'd kick it off with him just because, yeah. you know, he's been a big supporter. Actually, I really enjoy talking to him. We talk on a fairly regular basis, and I don't know. Like, he's just uh, – I'm trying to figure out the best way to sort of explain it. You just – you kind of have people that you talk to on a regular basis, but then there's, like, the people where, you know, you talk to them, and it's really enjoyable. I don't, because I guess it – that's bad, bad phrasing. Because they're passionate about a certain species, it kind of gets you pumped too, yeah, kind of thing. For sure, you know yeah. what I mean. You get it gets you amped, like talking about, yeah, dude. For sure, he just got a, a nice, vivid line beards from Connor Wardle. Yeah, uh, which, I, which I started following Connor, dude. Connor's oh, doing cool stuff too. Lights out, man! I need to message <clears throat> him. And I like Connor had had originally messaged me probably a week or two ago about that beards and. Uh, what he should, you know, I was interested in it. Obviously, I you know, I just didn't have the money to throw at it at the moment. Um, so then Brennan was like, "I'm looking for a female bears." So I was like, "Oh, this is the one you need to go and get." Like, oh, right it was now. a female too. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot. I didn't realize it was female. And lo and behold, he got it. So I think it's awesome. You know, he was looking for something in that sort of high silver, high orange. Sort of Loma Alta, Loma Alta e phenotype, and so I there, think it will serve him well. Are those the um, 
Is that the one he he posted that was like he said it was a some locality cross of some kind? No, no, no. no. This was a different one. Okay, I don't know. It's on there. You'll have to hunt it down. I don't know bears like you do, but I don't, I don't know. know I don't know much about the vivid line. So. <laughs> Or it's really nice stuff. Say. Like uh, I don't know how to. Like where's it? What part does it come from? Or These I don't like think unknown? there's actual. I'm sure there is lineage information out there. I don't remember off the top of my head where they came from. I got you. That's something that I'm sure if you asked like Trumbauer or something they'd know. Well, that can be another conversation for another yes. time. So I had to put Brennan down because, yeah. like I said, he's awesome. I really appreciate all the questions and messages and support that he's given us because he's also been into the podcast for a hot minute too. So it means a lot. Yeah. And I like talking to him. Thank you, Brendan, for being an awesome supporter and awesome dude. What's your, what's your, what are you starting with? So my, I'm going to start off with Chris Montross. Um, it can't for a lot of the same reasons, minus the, him asking me questions it's been much more of the vice versa, but that is also partially why, because as most people know, I have been fueled by rat snakes and colubrids lately. And um, Chris and what he does and the stuff that he keeps has really influenced where you know they, where I kind of want to go with it, and uh, you know a similar path, not exactly, but you know similar. And um, I don't know, he I've gotten several animals from him now. He's always been more than happy to answer any of the million questions I've given him about everything. And he does, I don't know how many shows he listens to, but I know he's tuned into the podcast several times. He's and been on the I know podcast. he's been on, he's been on the podcast once. He's going to be on there again, on here again at some point. Um, cause we're still going to do Nerodia hour. Oh, whenever, uh, whenever that happens. Cause that's going to happen. You brought the it Montrose up. Montrose power hour. You brought it up and now it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, no, Montrose has been a, big influence on on me and you know just the the stuff he keeps and his mindset on it and you know like he, like you said with brendan and the bears he has a true passion for these north american colubrids mm-hmm. and rat snakes and nerodia especially you know he's really into nerodia and he puts a big spotlight on those and i think it's fantastic because they are a they are a fantastic group of animals that are severely underrated in the hobby um so i don't know i think he highlights a lot of stuff that needs it and he's kind of kept he's kept a lot of that stuff going you know and you know because I, I feel like they faded out but he, for you know but yeah, there were several sure. there were several people that kept them up and chris was one of them for sure and he's just done some fantastic work and he has even better stuff coming so i just big shout out to chris and i love the be f- first on my list i love the fact that he I don't know if it necessarily is saying puts emphasis on, but the fact that he breeds things that, that no one really, I guess, gives a second thought. Like yeah. yellow rats. Yeah. It's I do. Awesome I he's love yellow them. rats. I, dude, I love them with absolutely everything I've got. My yellow rats are <laughs> my freaking favorites, dude. I think he single-handedly also helped with the, the Nerodia popularity. Absolutely, man. Like, you talk to most people who keep, captive bred Nerodia or even a lot of a lot of the locality rat snakes you're curious Montrose mm-hmm. that's where it came from like because he's done he's done a lot of stuff and he's put out a lot of quality animals and it's just like you said it's it's stuff that nobody really pays attention to and then they're like holy crap it's actually really cool yeah. like you know and I, I don't know man that article that he wrote for the magazine a while back 
definitely helped open my eyes more to them. And it's, I've all, like, water snakes are cool. I've never had much of a desire to keep them. I really like the bandits we have around here, you know, but seeing just the variation that Chris is, is yeah. focused on, because uh, I, I think it's almost safe to say that there's an, just as much variation in Nerodia as there are corns. Dude, I would I would almost say more. Like it's it, wild. It's incredible. Just the you know, there yeah, yes, there's a lot of different kinds, you know, between broadbands, yeah. bands, red bellies and you know, all that stuff, but like just within bandits, man, just the, the locality variation mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible, you know. And I don't know, they're certainly not for everybody. I think they are a, they could be a very they are a very easy snake to keep if you want to keep them, but you know, they aren't everybody's cup of tea you know but they are fantastic absolutely fantastic snakes i love all of my nerodia um actually spent like an hour the other day throwing a cast net in my pond catching little minnows (laughs) yeah i'm serious i caught i caught several of them so i'm gonna chop them up and how many do you have now six to all together yeah eight yeah. Where did the other two come from? I got two pairs from Chris Montrose in Daytona. I thought you just got one pair. No, I got two. I got Dixie County Bandits and I got Ponchatoula Broad Bandits. Um, and then okay. Loafman just sent me the four yeah. Ponchatoula Broad Bandits. I can't so. keep up. Yep. I just, as someone who appreciates sort of the more underappreciated stuff like Baird's. Yeah. And subox. I don't think you can consider Baird's underappreciated now, though. I think I can, <laughs> and I like as someone who sees no, they are the, sure. you know, the simplicity <laughs> and and beauty of some of these species. Yeah, I like I commend him for also doing his own thing and doing what he wants to do and what he enjoys and yeah, leaving it at that. You know, I feel like you and I bounce off like each other well as far as like the things we're into and it's always kind of been like that we've had similar interests but at like different ends mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i was on the carpets you're in the conjures or are i'm in the carpets you're in the conjures i'm into eastern rat, sna- rat snakes you like more of the western mm-hmm. stuff you know and which you know we both kind of dabble in between because i'm getting thorn scrubs and amorei um but i don't know i just think it's i think it's kind of funny I don't know why I just thought of that, but I don't think it's a bad thing at all. No, not I know at that's all. like when I was playing music, that was almost the best part of like the two other guys I was playing with. Like we all had different tastes, but we all had a lot of similar tastes as well. Right. So it was a giant Venn triagram. Was it you that I was having the whole triagram com- conversation with, or was it Phil? It, it must have been Phil. Phil Apparently, triagrams aren't a, aren't a thing. If it's three bubbles, it's still a Venn diagram. I'd say trigram, but <laughs> when you have the differences, and then you have all the stuff in the middle, right? You know, it's it's the perfect amount of of like influence and stuff comes in without it being blatant yeah obvious influence and stuff like that just right. in terms of like music and i think it's maybe it's similar with this because i think that also sort of it's like a ripple effect in a sense i mean look at the like bairds are a good example i think yeah like there's a lot of people that now have an interest in bairds and i yeah. w- would like to hope that maybe we had a part in it you know i can't say for sure but 
I think that's uh, the effects of talking about them constantly gets people interested in looking them up and then yeah. wanting some. So yeah, and then maybe they'll do the same thing, and then there's another wave and another wave and another wave. It it always it's always changing, man. Like it, I don't know. But always. Yeah. All right. Well, who's next on your list? Let's see. <coughs> I'm gonna go with JT at Silent Hill Reptiles. Solid, solid. Uh, we just had him on the Corn Stars show, the second episode, like last week. Yes, it was last week because we didn't do THP. Um, yeah, because you're freaking Corn I, Stars. Yeah. Corn Stars already getting in the way at THP. Yeah. See how it is. It's going to phase us out. One day you'll have a wife and you'll understand. <laughs> um, I, like JT, Jeez. man, from, uh, from the early onset of starting like the Palmetto Coast Instagram and the THP Instagram and stuff, been following JT for a long time mm-hmm. and watching his pr- like where he started around you know when we started these things and watching him progress to now it's just like I truly think that he's going to be a legitimate like a very very serious player in the in the corn world absolutely yeah no I 1000% agree he has some absolutely incredible animals I think the combinations and the stuff he's focused on and, and sort of planning out, I think, is awesome. I think it's he's he puts a lot of effort into his pairings and thought into his pairings. It's not just, you know, I'm going to throw these together and see what comes out. It's very much a calculated sort of thing. And having some of his animals and seeing them firsthand, like, they're, they're awesome. So I really do think JT and Mindy, for that matter, his wife, um, I think, and it's in the near future, too, I think they're they're going to be doing some some really killer stuff and i think they're they're people that if you're whether you're into corns or not if you are into corns i think you should definitely be following them and, and paying attention to what they're doing because it's just it's ridiculous like the stuff they hatched out this year was awesome i can yeah. only like i'm just excited to see what else they produce in the coming coming seasons for sure <clears throat> absolutely and there's and he's just a nice guy. Like, we enjoyed having him on the show the other night. Um, you know, Chris talks to him a lot. I talk to him to a pretty good bit now. Uh, he's in our group chat, too. Yeah, and I, I mean, I got some animals from him, and I, I can almost guarantee you, or I can guarantee you that those will not be the last. Yeah. Like, I, I said it on Cornstars. Like, he's probably the only person that I regularly go to his website and check his, his availability <laughs> list. Yeah. Just because I always want, like, there's always cool stuff. Yeah. But I'm also getting to a point now where I don't, I physically don't have room for anything else. Especially with the upcoming season. So I have to just kind of live vicariously through Chris. Sucks to suck. It does. Well, soon enough, man, I'll have space, then you can dump some stuff in my place. Yeah. If need be. Raise it up and let me know when it's ready. Well, no, I'm not doing that. You're gonna have to come over and take care of your stuff. But. Oh. Oh. That's a tall order. Okay, well then you can just not get the stuff and keep everything here. No. Well, I don't I don't know what you want from me here, man. I gave you solutions and you're being a little baby about it. 
Who's your next person? Uh, I think my next person will be Brett Bender um, with uh, Fieldstone Herpetoculture. Um, and I chose Brett because, number one, Packer fan. Shout out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Gross. <laughs> I chose him because after talking to him on our podcast and having been following him for quite a while now, he he is a big reason that I started to want to branch out and do have more of a of a variety again because I saw all of his you know all the all the posts he made and how I don't know he just showed a lot of he has so much variety and so many different things that are cool and I, I don't know I just I thought it was awesome and I, I really look at how he cares for his stuff he puts a lot into his animals and everything's just extremely high quality he's an extremely nice guy he's a great guy um, and I don't know he's a big he's a big part of why I wanted to you know get back into having a variety of you know animals and species and um, and whatnot just talking to him and seeing his posts and i don't know he's just a fantastic guy with fantastic animals and yeah he's got so an awesome I, collection I him. yeah no he does He's another one where you know you, you kind of you see all the awesome stuff he's working with and it's quality like it is like that's how i describe very choice. brett bender's collection is just quality mm-hmm. and choice yeah that's a that's a good word for it so, uh, so yeah, he's doing stuff with Angolans, right? Yeah, he's got yeah, so he's got Angolans. He's he's got those the rough he's scales. Got everything, he's got some man. awesome chondros. He's got awesome boas. He's doing monitors um, now too, right? And he's yeah. got some Kims, I think. I think so. Um, but he's got awesome boa constrictors mm-hmm. as well. And oh yeah, he does some ball python stuff, and I don't know. I just I think he's a I think he's an awesome guy. So that's why he he made my list. And I thought he was a good follow-up for Chris because as to why I'm I'm where I'm at now. So. Mm-hmm. They all just, they're horrible influences that yep. force our hand into wanting things that we don't have space for. Oh, I should have added. All right. So I'll, my next person, I'm going to add someone. This is off the cuff. Off the cuff. Uh, and in a similar manner to Bender, uh, I got to shout out Terry Burwell, who is now a fellow South Carolinian upstate. Um, and for the, you know, for pretty much the same reason, like Terry is, his collection is awesome. I feel like this year, especially I was seeing pictures of stuff hatching and it was like, wait, you have those too? And you're breeding them? Like he's constantly posting pictures yeah. of stuff that's hatching. It's like, dude, I didn't even know you had those. He's like, oh yeah. But he's like, he's gotten into the, uh, he's been keeping some of the Boyga stuff for a while. He's got rough scales. He's doing rhinos, um, diamond pythons, uh, just all kinds of stuff. He's got an awesome collection that's just like, it's a lot of stuff I'm very much into. Right. And so uh, it's, you know, for him to have the season he's had as well, it's been awesome to see. Uh, You know, he hatched out some Sabus and uh, rhinos and the, Diamonds, like I said, I think he had some Angolans pop out as well. Um, and he's just, he just does awesome stuff. Yeah. You know, I really enjoy picking his brain about some things and just talking to him in general. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, so had to 
throw him in there since we're in sort of that bender territory of yeah. you know they have similar collections and yeah he's my bender <laughs> he's my brett For sure. love i love brett bender yeah too, though. i it's haven't like i really and it's like it almost feels weird because like i i felt like i had to cho- choose people that i talked to because to be honest i don't talk to brett that much mm-hmm. you know so brent if brett you hear this like don't be weirded out or anything like i just stalk your instagram all the time um, but you know, it's like, I felt like I, I had to choose people I'd spoke to a lot, but like, really it's just, it's, I sent you that, a cup of my blood. Did even you get though, the cup of my blood? Yeah. <laughs> even though Brett and I don't talk a lot, I still look, I look up to his collection and how mm-hmm. he keeps his stuff and I, I admire it. And that's why I haven't, you know, another person on my list. And but, we have to, we should have prefaced this before, but like guys like Rob Stone, the pod yeah. father, Eric Burke. Yes. We talked about them the first time, and obviously, those guys, those guys haven't are changed. given. They're like Hall of like, Famers. For they us. are. They are given. We wanted to highlight we more to than the, the obvious people. You know, like I like Rob Stone will forever be my hero. Yes, Eric Burke absolutely. will always be the Podfather. Yes, of course. Doctor so Julander. We all bow down to you three. Yes. Like there's no doubt about that. So just. Before anyone says, like, well, what happened to Rob, Rob Stone? Yeah, Bob Rock is still. Nobody nobody still forgets about top. Rob Stone, the Rob, or uh, old Mr. Burke. So. Hanging out with them in Texas was awesome, especially Julander. I'm still so freaking uh, jealous about that. I was kind of, I don't know, like, with, with Julander, it was kind of funny because was, he was the one I was like, man, I'm going to be, like, really shy around him. I can't really be weird. Dude, I but would then it turns so out that he's he's also he he has his he's pretty funny. Like A he's hilarious. Yeah. But then he's just as, as goofy and weird as we are. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. We're some pretty goofy and weird people. Yeah, all packed into a van in the middle of <laughs> like two AM You're all sweaty by Border Patrol smell, for the third time. Smells like freaking sewage and it smelled like cigarettes and McDonald's. No, that too. Cigarettes and sweat. But we also, with this list, we tried to to not choose like like Phil for me would ob- would be an obvious one. You know, yeah, it's like, Phil. I, yeah, I yeah. talk to Phil every day. Like, of course, Phil's on my list. Yeah. But that's, actually, he's a given. I had Phil on my. I actually had Phil on my list, like written down. But then Justin was like, "Dude, he's kind of a given," and I was like, "Yeah," because I had Billy and Phil. But then you know. Those guys are kind of obvious. We talk to Phil and Billy saying. every day, you know, Billy and Phil. So, like, you Billy. two, like, I look up to you both an extreme amount. Just for the record, you know, no, I'm not mentioning you here because you are a given. And we love you. Who's your next one? My next one, I'm going to, it's going to count as one, but it's two people. Uh, oh. Jeff and Kendra from Puget Sound Pythons. Yes, uh, Jendra. Um, and simply because they are just fantastic people. They, I was extremely happy to be able to meet both of them in Daytona this year. Um, they were honestly like probably because I had met, I think I had met pretty much everybody else at that point. I had seen everybody, so and Jeff and Kendra were the only ones that I really hadn't. I have never, I had never met. 
Um, so I was super stoked to be able to get to see them and hang out. And it was just a, just an awesome time. They are fantastic people doing amazing work. Um, they have a quality collection. They just did uh, Northwest Carpet Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a huge success from what I am seeing. Um, so big kudos to you guys for taking that on. Um, and yeah, they are just fantastic people. I, I absolutely love them both. Um, they are doing awesome stuff. And yeah, they're going to be huge, huge players coming forward. They have a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of yeah. Cool I projects. mean, their collection and currently is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, I love and the fact that they have their ball projects. Yeah, but and they're all they're the, like all select, types of obscure stuff. Yeah, they're man. select ball projects. It's yeah. not just sort of you know oh we were breeding balls to to you know foot the the food bill. It's like stuff they're genuinely interested in, and right. like and even some of the stuff they produce that I've seen like. Some of the clown stuff. Yeah, a lot of clown stuff. It's which awesome. I, I love the clown morph, honestly. Really? Like, and ball pythons, yeah, I think the clown morph, morph is really freaking cool. <laughs> like, they just, they do cool stuff. And the fact, yeah. like, they have those, and then they also have, you know, the Apodora, the carpets, the Doomerals, and just, they've got a Scrubs. ton of other, yeah, a ton of other stuff that's just really cool. Yeah. And the fact that they're they're putting a lot of effort into some of that stuff is, is awesome. Yeah. You know, like the Apodora and planning way ahead and trying to get all their ducks in a row so that when they're ready they can make something happen and hopefully not have any incidents with the epidora trying to murder each other yeah so i have so, to agree yeah they on, were on they were front. they were definitely an obvious choice for me um so yeah big shout out to jeff and kendra with puget sound pythons and uh be be keeping them in your your thoughts throughout the week if you would just mm-hmm. a just a PSA. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Jeff uh, lost a, a friend and a coworker. Yes. So. so we're gonna be keeping yeah, that's, him. That's rough. Yes. Uh, so my next person, and I, you know this, I think you agree with me, but this one should have been in the, the like the fourth. Instead of top three being top four, I'm going to say Andy Middleton. Yeah. Yeah, I would concur. I think Andy Middleton in the top, very near future is top tier coming top, up. Top tier stuff. Like that. I, all I say, like, as far as, like, even though he, he has produced, like, now he had his first clutch and hatched his mm-hmm. first clutch this year. Um, the stuff like seeing but the stuff, the stuff he has that he's got works. coming up and oh just the the amount that he puts i talked to him for a long time about all mm-hmm. how his setups look and the stuff that he the the amount of work and time and just things that he has into his setups and yeah. How everything's so dialed the in. Attention to and detail yeah, the attention to detail with Andy is absolutely insane. I I think if anybody's gonna be successful with Malukins, it's gonna be Andy. Mm-hmm. Like no doubt in my mind. You know, and it's like, cause he's working with those as well and the conjures he's got coming up. I yeah. I think Andy is one of the top people coming up, like as far as you know, you know, he is a breeder, he has bred. But as far as future stuff and mm-hmm. producing more Andy's gonna be at the top, like no he's doubt, no even doubt. Got emeralds mind. too. Yeah, he's, he's got, got emeralds too. Emeralds. He's got chondros. He's got the class Telepis. He's got, you know, he's just awesome, awesome collection, especially on the chondro front. 
He's been on THP. He's been on the Chondrocast. I think he's been on the Chondrocast multiple times. Yeah. I think twice maybe. Yeah. And it's just all, every time we talk to him, man, he's just so like nonchalant and yeah, chill. Yeah, he is. And, he's like, very just like laid back about what he does. He's very just, not, again, nonchalant about it. And it's it's almost funny because like just the way he talks about it, it's like the stuff he talks about is so advanced yeah like the ra- the, the amount like of stuff that he does like just in his rack system mm-hmm. for his his chondras man like he's just like yeah you know i've got xyz and blah 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 data and, sheets on temperatures yeah, for the last you know month no tell you deal. anything just about any lineage mm-hmm. of green tree python yeah, out actually, there just off the top of his head it's funny he was helping me out with he that the other day li- rips it all out man it's it's incredible honestly i got that neo from luke that's from soul train and joe girl yeah. and we had a lineage chart but it didn't really have pictures and so i was like i'm gonna make one with pictures and how he keeps up with some of that stuff i mean i've always been sort of bad about being able to keep track of who's who minus a handful like the really standout chondros and, right. and sort of history but dude yeah it was it was just like that he just rattled off oh yeah joe girl came from x y and z you know wamina to a like a highland type uh yeah. animal and soul train came from the little stevie and mighty mel and mighty mel you know I, I got the lineage for mighty mel from old like 2014 if not older like mvf posts on the forum because that forum's still up and i was like you know do you know anything about because on his side on mighty mill's side i want to say the sire to that animal was like a lemon tree animal which there's really not a lot of that floating around anymore and you know the fact that andy could just he just knew track of all of it because i like i was just trying to do like the uh soul train side of the lineage stuff and it was like my eyes were going crossed. Yeah, dude, and he just yeah just rips it out like yep. nothing. It, it's extremely it's impressive. Encyclopedia. Yes, it's extremely impressive what Andy has done, and he also got his first pair of corn snakes in Daytona. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah, dude, I was so happy. I'm <laughs> so not gonna you lie. Never had a corn. I'm not gonna lie, dude. That made me so happy that he got a pair of corns. I was like, hell yeah. Dude. He actually, he got subox too. Yeah, he does. That's right. He does have subox. Yeah, because I put the bug in his ear. He got a little pinch like, on the cleaver bug. Yeah. So yeah, and man. He, he's even he's been he he messages me with like some morph market ads on subbox. He's like, "Tell me not to do it." And I'm like, "I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. I will not. I can't support, in good faith. I will not support you not getting those, dude. I've been such a bad influence for people lately, man. People are like, "Hey, should I do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Absolutely. Like Billy, like don't ask Billy no. for his advice as far as if you should get something or not, because he's just gonna tell you to do it. Yep. If you want to, do it. Yeah, man. Do it. Yeah. So Andy's awesome. And Marborials, definitely follow him. Yeah. It's awesome that he's he's right there with James Opdahl, you know, who produces some of the best condors in the world. He's right up there with Tim Morris and that whole sort of northeastern crowd, of that chondro crowd. And he's he's in the hands of some of the best. He's know, a he's, he's like, a true cool kid yeah. when it comes to when it comes to stuff. You know, Chondro guys are just kind of the cool kids of the reptile world. Andy Andy's real with it. Andy's the actual cool kid of the, the real world. deal. Yeah, no, like that. That's how I see Andy. I don't see Andy as an average Chondro person. Okay, so 
Yes. Nothing like you. So, next. Next. So, next on my list, um, similar to that of Brett Bender, um, we actually had him on the show recently, and I actually haven't known this individual that long, um, but after talking to him, I truly enjoy talking to him, very, very much so, and I've really enjoyed following him um, thus far, and that is uh, Dustin Gron at Gecko Sphere. Yeah. Um, he has just, I, I don't know, we had a fantastic episode with him. Um, he does a lot of cool stuff in his, um, in his collection. And, um, I, I don't know. I thought he deserved, I thought he deserved a shout out. He puts, he goes the extra mile for his stuff mm-hmm. and I, I just think it's really cool. Um, he's so, got the liar snakes, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, he badass. just, he loves Coleonics. those obscure stuff. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, I thought Dustin Gron mm-hmm. definitely deserved a shout out. He's at gecko.sphere on Instagram. Definitely check him out. Um, yeah. He's just an awesome cat. He's, he's got big, some awesome big balls. In the Did geckos you see some of those balls that he posted yeah. the other day, dude? Mm-hmm. Wild. Somebody. But since you went off topic real quick earlier and you added somebody, I'm going to add somebody real okay. quick with Dustin because it's along the same lines. We also had an episode with him recently. Um, Mr. Roy Arthur. Roy. Roy. I have to, I have, again, have not known him that long, but I really admire what he does if and how he does things. If we had made the list longer, he would have been on. Monitor. Absolutely. He, he's, he's. I felt like yes. he deserved to be he in there be with mentioned. Dustin. Absolutely. I, I felt like he deserved to be in there with Dustin in that mention. I really enjoyed Because I do. I, yeah, I, I, that was another one. I, those two episodes have been some of my two favorites recently. Like they have just super fun. A lot of great content. Um, and I just, I just really enjoyed it. Um, we've had a lot of really good episodes lately though, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, no. So Roy's right up there with him. I talked to Roy. I talked to Roy for 30, 45 minutes, just about light bulbs. Really? Hey, dude. Yeah, man. He sent me all types of he's stuff. for setting up. Yeah, dude. That, he's man. so smart. He's very clearly, um, done the footwork yeah. and learning all this stuff. Dude, he sent me, he went as far as sending me links and mm-hmm. all, all types of information, man. I was super, super grateful for him. Um, so I really felt like he deserved a, a mention with alongside Dustin because I do like the, the, the I give the, both those people a shout out for the same reason. I mm-hmm. just admire how they keep and the things that they're doing and just going that extra mile because that's stuff that I, I really want to do moving forward and I don't know. They, I, they both really deserve my my shout out for uh, appreciation and admiration because I definitely admire both of them. So, absolutely. Next, next for me, uh, I'm gonna go with I have Philip Leitz, who is Arids only. So he's been. You've probably heard his name a lot lately if you've been listening to any of the podcast stuff. Um, he was just on Lizard Brain Radio the other night. It was a fantastic episode. He just did a big Euromastics article for the last issue of Herpeticulture magazine. And it was listening to him talk to Bill on Lizard Brain the other night. I was just like completely enthralled because his philosophy with things. It's it's like yeah he he does mostly lizards and stuff but his out like his his take on things and his his philosophy on it like I said or can be applied to so much more outside of just lizards 
and the guy's just crazy smart. Like I think the probably one of the biggest takeaways from him is just the the idea of being hyper focused on a certain group of lizards, but learning them inside and out, kind of like Casey right. with the brettles. You know, yeah. it's like he truly loves that genus. I mean, he has other stuff outside of Euromastics, but that's clearly the the focus. And yeah. He's just he's freaking killing it, man. Like he's doing so much cool stuff with them. His setups and stuff are awesome to see, you know, videos of and pictures of, and you know the fact that he's going through and making sure people don't go and and say, oh, keep him just like a bearded dragon, which I think is kind of the response to to Euromastics a lot. Um, so I just I he if you haven't listened to that that lizard brain radio show yet, go hunt it down. It's actually it should be in our link tree on our Instagram. Um, cause it's awesome. I mean, it's, I think that's something I'm kind of bad about. It's like, I, you know, podcasts that are relative to other things outside in her pediculture, you know, outside of snakes. Uh, I don't listen to a ton of them mostly just cause of time. You know, I'd like to put them on at work, but because customers come and go all the time, I, I can't fully focus on them, but yeah. I think even with like Amphibicast and some of the other shows that are specific to to one group um there's something to be learned that can be applied to the stuff we're doing Corn uh, stars. yes <laughs> so i have to shout out phil because i you know i i, I really when he talks i want to listen like i i want it, it's like a shut up and, and yeah. hear what he has to say and the only reason i haven't had him on yet is because he's been doing all these other podcasts lately and i didn't want it to be like a thing where everyone just is like they had them on so we got to have him on. Like, yeah. We'll have him on. I just want to wait a little while. Jumps. Yeah. And no. I want to talk more in particular about the Xenogamma Taylori that he has. Because those are cool ass little lizards, man. I think you just like saying that scientific name. I, I think they're shield tailed gamids. I don't even know what their common Ro- name is. Rolls off the tongue real nice. Xenogamma Taylori. Xenogamma Taylori. They're really cool. Yeah. So I have to make sure that he is known about Arids only on Instagram. He's doing really cool stuff. Some of the Euromastics he has, they're species I haven't even heard of, like didn't know they existed. And they're just ridiculous, like brick reds and whites and blacks. I don't know if you follow them or not, but... I don't think I do. Oh, my God. I need to I need to check them out. And I have a soft spot for Euromastics. Yeah, I've said that do. before. You're always, you've always been a softie for Euromastics. Well, it was like man. the first lizard I ever got was Euromastics, man. I was just a kid. That's why I've always been soft a softie for leopard geckos. I've always liked leopard geckos. Because it was my first reptile. Yeah, yeah. And I would. I mean, one day I may get into them again. I don't know. It's it's mostly the battle of daily. You know, they're not snakes. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> I love them, but yeah, they also require more time. Yeah. So next. Next on my list is going to be the one, the only, Sir Nipper Reed. Nipper. He was one of the obvious ones, but I did want to put him on my list specifically just, you know, because I, for him, it's a lot of the the field herping. I really enjoy talking field herping with him because if anybody knows me, you you know. He gets you pumped for it. Yeah, if anybody knows me, you know I'm an avid field herper. I do quite a bit in the field now. 
nowadays and um from I, your car i love i'm not just in my car boy dude yeah. that's the way to do it i'm sorry yeah man. i mean it is but like last I love walking around and the stuff, other night the other night when i went on that road cruise and found all that stuff i actually went to donnelly wma first but they were closed for a hunt and i didn't check the dates mm-hmm. and so i went out there to go try and find some cottonmouths and walk around see what's moving with that storm glad i didn't because it was raining like a son of a gun um, but, um, yeah, but yeah, like three feet of rain in the last like two weeks. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> it been, feels like it's it. been rough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went on a road cruise instead and I found a whole bunch of stuff that worked out. Um, but yeah, Nipper has been a big inspiration for field herping and he really gets you pumped for it. Cause he just, he loves it. He's one of the, he's one of the top field herpers in Europe, if not the, um, so he's just, he's a fantastic guy. He's hilarious. Um, <laughs> He's <laughs> Justin talks to him frequently. Um, he's a I great. I talked to him a, as much lately. He's I a great friend. Today. He's a great friend of both of ours. And you know, even though we don't, we may not contact him as much as I don't. At least I, I don't know. talk to him as much as I need to. But he I, is just I messaged a him this afternoon fantastic said, guy. Hey, Trick, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a response. I remember the day he told me uh, you were his little chocolate bear. Yeah, I'm and still I trying did, to figure out what I chocolate bear means. I should probably ask Ty Iper. Maybe she'll that know. It was hilarious, man. I was I was dying. I love Nipper to death. Damn, man. Ty and a, Scott need to be on the list too. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool cats. I I just remember hiking in Texas and it kicking my ass, and I just thought like, Nipper's gonna think I'm such a bitch, dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. I could just hear Nipper in the background going, really? Because <laughs> I was oh, like, man. I remember telling him about it because he asked, you know, how it went and what it was like. And I was like, it was fine, man. He's just like, we're hiking for, you know, half the day. And then we'd go out and drive around for like most of the night. And he's like, dude, we used to go hike and we wouldn't have food for like two days. Like, just out there. Yeah. We have a tent, and that's, like, it. And I'm like, well, way to make me feel like an asshole. Yeah. Never <laughs> no. Nipper's hardcore, man. <laughs> yes. You listen, dude, yes. If you listen to uh, the Field Urban podcast he does with uh, Eric Burke, man, they, some of the stories he's told on that is just wild. But he's, he's totally the type that just likes that. Yeah. Like the challenge of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, the thing, not dude. Just he's just finding, hardcore. Yeah, just not just the finding the species that he's looking for, but like the challenge of survival. Yeah. He's he's awesome. But he also has awesome snakes. Yeah. He has fantastic snakes. And he puts a lot of thought into what he keeps to mm-hmm. and how he keeps them. And I don't know. I think it's really cool. Um, so big anyway, shout out to the old Nipper. Nipper anybody Reed. knows what chocolate bear means, please let me know. It's just a term of endearment. I looked it man. up on like Urban Dictionary and everything, and it's just a term of endearment. That's all. It, it has is. to mean something, and I'm kind of scared because it seems borderline sexual. <laughs> it's very strange. I don't oh understand the 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 it's great British Dude, it's slang, just the lingity. It's just a term of endearment, man. That's all it is. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but like, what what about when somebody like calls you like their little cutie pie? I don't think it's, it's the like same. the same thing. And if I, w- I would feel just chocolate as off put as as I do with chocolate bear, if someone said that to me, no, I'd definitely a, be more off put. A with chocolate grown bear. British man. <laughs> I don't know. 
All right. Well, who's next on your list? Uh, I'm gonna quick interjection. Shout out to Scott and Ty Iper, who yes. I yes just added because they are awesome people. Who I yes, just added. Um, they're cranking out awesome books. They're supporters of the show as well. And sometimes Scott hops on Snakes and Stogies, and we let him have a little rant, and it's hilarious. Like from his car in his work uniform, and yeah. he's you know fuck all these free handlers and all that. <laughs> it's fucking great. Like that's, anytime Scott's like send scary. me the link, we're like it's on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Thunderdome, do bitch. It, do it. Scott, Scott, it's great. Scott, Scott. That's hilarious. And uh, Ty's awesome. I've been talking to Ty a good bit lately because she's been doing some writing for the magazine and. You know they're both they're both just great people. They're hilarious. I really enjoy talking to both of them. They're both very knowledgeable, especially when it comes to venomous and Australian stuff. Yeah. Um. I mean, as far as like a facility goes, like private facility, personal facility, I don't think it gets much nicer than theirs. Really? I got to show you pictures of it, dude. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's literally like a lab out of like Resident Evil. No shit. It's like pristine. I it's so impressive. Damn. And it's cool because like the. So you have the door into the building, and then you have the door into the room. So there's like a little, I won't say mud room, like that intermediate room between the actual hot room and the front door. Yeah. And on that door, they have like everybody who visits signs it. And so it's just covered in like signatures and stickers and stuff. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. And then so yeah. you, you see that, and you're like, all right, what's going on? And then they open the door, and it's like, what? <laughs> oh. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's um, crazy. So quick shout out to them. And then before we get into... I don't I, know how many. I also have. I have one more person. Okay. Okay. So my last person before we get into the the top top three is uh, Brent Schultz at Venom Life Gear. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Brent, awesome dude. I love Brent. He's man. become a really good friend, man. Like I, I love talking to him. His outlook on things, his his attitude. You know, he's very positive, but he's also he Grounded. just handles. Yeah, he just he handles bullshit really well. And that's something that I try. Anytime I get frustrated at work or something, I try to think what like, would Brent do? "What would Brent do?" And he's just an awesome guy, man. I mean, he's like I've, I I never see him in a bad mood. I'm sure he has days like everybody else, but yeah. Every time I see him, man, it's just awesome. Like at Daytona, especially, get a big hug. He's just a good dude. It's like yep. he, it's like your family almost. And all the episodes that we've had him on Snakes and Stogies on were awesome. Some of our favorites, uh, especially the last one. We got a lot of messages about the last time we had him on because it was just, it was not even, it evolved from talking about snakes and stuff to like sort of life philosophy and stuff. Mm. It really morphed into like a motivational kind of thing. And wow. I, it's, it's just nice to know that anytime, you know, I, I have, I have to vent or I have to pick his brain on something about what he would do in a situation or whatever, be it business right. or anything like that. Like I know that I can text or call him and he's going to be there. So Nice. I have to give a massive shout out to Brent from Venom Life Gear and get hooked, and Chris Woodcock too because he's the man. They're both awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yes. All right, my last person. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep this short, short and sweet. Who's the secret one? The secret. This is the secret one. This buddy. is the secret this one. This is the secret one. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I'm not gonna get sappy, but I think I'd like to speak for everybody who supports the podcast and say we all look up to you, buddy. Justin Smith, Palmetto Coast Exotics. Oh, you've you've done a you've done a lot of work with this podcast, the network, 
you started a whole slew of of things. Stop looking at your microphone, okay. please. <laughs> I know you're uncomfortable right now. So am I. We're gonna mo- make this quick, but I had to say it, man. Thank I, you. I appreciate you. Everything you've done. I know a lot, a lot of other people do. So I speak for myself and and all supporters of the show and say I think we all look up to you. I love it, man. I love because you yeah. know this stuff in the magazine allows me to be involved in the hobby in some way or another on a daily basis. It's fantastic. And I love man. just swimming in it, dude. You but you bust ass like harder than a lot of people. Like you put in the work. Like y'all, if y'all don't know now, you do. It's fun type deal. Like this man, it gets stressful. This man but it's fun. grinds. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've seen you. I've seen you stress. I've seen you done with it, but you've never given up, and you've always just kept moving forward and and doing more. You know, you do more than a lot of people in this hobby. You put out a lot of content, and you've inspired. I think you've inspired a lot of people, like a, a lot. You know, and I, I don't know. I had to give credit where credit is due. Shout Thank you out, you. buddy. For sure. But on to our All-Stars. Yes. Who are we doing first? Um, I don't know. You pick from my list. Top, middle, or bottom. Let me see who I have in what order. I mean, I think we should do my first one first. I thought he was kind of our both our first pick. Well, so does that mean he's going to be last? Yes. Oh, oh so I'm he's we the heavy hitter. Should, we should roll with the crawdaddy himself. Crawdaddy himself. Dr. Crawdaddy. Dr. Crawdad. Zach. Doc Lofman. Zach Loafman. Lofman. Lockman. No, however you want to pronounce Lockman, it. It's Loafman. I think that like Lockman is actually the old way of how you would. Yeah, have but been that's pronounced. not how he says it. Do you listen to his podcast? I do. I love I his do. podcast. I do. I do. I honestly, this is it's my so favorite good. podcast right now. Right. Like I absolutely love Kluber and Kluberoid. Like I really awesome. don't. I'm like you. Like I don't listen to a lot, a lot of podcasts because of my work. I drive a ton, and it's always stop and go, so I can't focus. I'm constantly rewinding. I can't get through an episode. Yeah, I just I hate that. I you just know. want to be able to listen to it and focus on it, yes. give it my attention. You know. Yes. So I do listen to music a lot. So I don't. When I have time to listen to podcasts, that's the first podcast I pull up is Kluber and Klubroid, and I I truly appreciate that podcast and everything that Zach does. And Zach's just an all around, absolutely fantastic person. He yeah. is just, he's a wealth of information. He's an awesome dude. He's, he's so nice. He's just excited about the hobby and he does awesome stuff. He loves what he keeps and he loves what he does. And I don't know. He's another one of those people that gets me fired up. Yeah. And he's, he's also one of those guys where like, if he's talking, I want to listen. Yep. You know, absolutely. Be absolutely. it on the podcast, like the one with him and Matt, uh, if he's a guest on another show, um, you know, he's been on our show, I think twice now. We need to have and him on with me cause I haven't had him on. So really? Yeah. I don't think I've been here for one of his. Huh. So I'd like to have him on yeah. with me. So. Because we can talk Nerodia. He's, yeah, he's, he's just a Nerodia nerd, too. I owe him a lot. You know, he sent me a lot of animals, and that makes me really want to sort of pay it forward as well. Absolutely. Um, and Zach, to me, Zach puts out a lot of good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about him is he he just puts out a lot of good. And I don't know. I, I think it's Yeah, great. I completely agree. You know, he's it's cool to watch him do all the stuff he's doing with 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 
you know, the university and stuff yeah. like that, and hearing the fact that he has created a herpeticulture class yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Uh, watching what he's done with like the false water cobras and the hognose stuff, and Dude, the false and like the false water cobras alone, man, like he has just like dialed in that species mm-hmm. and has put such a highlight on them, and I th- I think it's really cool. Yeah, and I, it, we've learned a lot, I think, yeah, from it too. A you ton. Know? Like, it's it's funny that something I won't say arbitrary, but. Him having the amount of animals he has and paying attention to behavior and having his students pay attention to behavior and then yeah. them saying, look, this is what we're seeing across the board. And, you know, this is maybe like UV being a good example with those. And, you right. know, him talking about animals following that UV light around no matter where he put it around the cage. I think it says something and stuff like that. You know, that's the kind of thing because a lot of us can't keep falsies in the same numbers that he's doing. it. No. you know, that's a lot of space. So he has the benefit of of a lot of space and you know a lot of funds and stuff like that, and so he can see the things that a lot of us in in herpeticulture probably wouldn't have been able to just due to the numbers alone of animals. Yeah. So I think that's important, and the fact that he's he's really focused on rear fang stuff too, I think is awesome. Yeah. And you also have to look at the fact that he could inspire. a lot of people to do this Mm -hmm. moving forward like you know these guys his students are breeding snakes for projects like i just think that blows my mind you know but you know lord knows how many you know up and comer up and coming keepers he's going to inspire just because of that you know and i don't know maybe all his students are already keepers i highly doubt it but you know who knows could give some yeah how many people are going to come out the end of that wanting to do it and yeah. like keep some stuff at home because and they like, enjoyed it so and, much and, and at that level right. you know because we need more keepers like that you mm-hmm. know willing to keep that at that expectation that that definitely that standard you know and so he's just doing doing the lord's work yeah and he's got a, a freaking crawdad named after him and it's blue i did not know that yeah he has a crayfish name. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. What's it it's called? It's pretty cool. Uh, crayfish Eye Awesome <laughs> Mensis. How is that named after him? Because he's awesome. Let me look it up. Yeah, I'm really curious now. This is new information to me. As of 2019. Look at that guy. He's so happy. Cambarus Lofmanai. No way. Yeah, dude. Look, I <laughs> told you so it's blue. Cool. That's awesome. Oh, that's sweet. Cambarus. I had no idea. That's, that's super cool. cool. That's fantastic. So, yeah, Zach Lofman. Doctor. Doctor Zach, Zach Lofman. Lofman. Had to get uh, the first shout out for our our top three. Top three. Top three heavy hitters or superstars. Are the, the guys that that just just so happens that the next one is also a doctor. In his name. And why, man? Why, man? It's Doctor Wyman. Travis Wyman. Not only He's the man does he not a myth bake some. Awesome looking dude. What I want to try, I, I want to try his food so freaking bad. 
it's terrible. Like I swear, my mouth waters every time I see him post a dessert, a pastry. I just oh, oh man, yeah. I wish I was one of his coworkers. Right, Jesus. Yeah, he's like coworkers requested this this yeah. week. Yeah, it's we baklava or something yeah, like that. Like, Damn, man, I want baking baklava. baking for the coworkers on this like week's scones episode and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he's a, other he, than that. He's another one, man. When he so talks, I listen. Yeah, he's uh, I, fantastic keeper, a geneticist, and just. I'm convinced he yeah. actually is in a lab with other people underground, and they're, <laughs> they're recreating dinosaurs or Neanderthals or something. Dude, if somebody if it, somebody was to come out and be like, "We have created a Velociraptor," it would definitely be Travis freaking Wyman. Like, no doubt, that dude. Like, yeah, we made it scaleless too. He's. <laughs> Threw some scaleless ball blood in there. You know, why not? Oh, my gosh. A little dash. Got some hets. Yes. It's all good. Jesus Christ. Got to rub it down with baby oil every 12 hours. (laughs) Otherwise, it gets all dry and scaly. But, hey, we got a scaleless velociraptor, bitch. (laughs) Shut up. I don't think I don't think Doctor from Jurassic Park. <laughs> I don't think Doctor Wyman would approve of a scale of a scaleless Velociraptor. So Doctor Wyman, I would never insult you like that. You can you know what you I love <laughs> love the most about Doc is that I can and have on multiple occasions asked him some very dumb questions, and he is more than willing to answer. <laughs> I, he's he's just great. He's so down to earth. He's mm-hmm. freaking hilarious and like I don't know, dude. He's just he's he's just a great guy. He he had to make our heavy hitter list. He was he just does awesome stuff. He really appreciates that and that's what I like about him a lot is the stuff he keeps is when he keeps him it's like you like you said about um somebody I Phil um, he knows the species inside mm-hmm. and out. Like he knows the species very well, studies the species. And, you know, I just like the Kukri's, yeah. you know, prime example. And I think he puts a fantastic highlight on those, dude. And they are super cool, man. Yeah, I saw the I mean, babies. That's just a group had, of snakes that like, a lot oh of people God. aren't doing anything or paying attention to. They so are, there's a lot we don't know. And so he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's right putting the, the work it, in, man. man. And I don't know. I just, I think it's awesome. I love how Travis keeps, like Justin said, I, when he talks, you listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think it's cool. I, I like that he does ball pythons solely for, like, the genetic right. purpose. Like, he breeds them just to study it's genetics. It's almost an unfair like, advantage. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost cheating. It's awesome, though. I think it's great. But he does, uh, that is one thing I appreciate him for very much is his ability to explain those things in a way that pretty much anyone can understand. Yeah, it's He's not, very good at explaining ask, how these things work. You ask somebody what incomplete dominant means, just a normal person, they'll say, oh, yeah, if you breed an incomplete dominant animal to a normal animal, mm-hmm. you'll get half incomplete dominant, right. half normal. Travis will tell you, or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Travis, I don't know why I, I was getting them mixed up for a second. Yeah, but Travis story. will tell you the ins and outs of that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll, he'll tell you how it works, like really how it works and well, even, it's so much deeper than that right. that was just a very broad example but. with the bairds and the albino versus hypo thing i finally you know i we had talked to dusty Rhodes about it 
And he explained it, but then I was like, this is something I really need to talk to Wyman about. Because he can explain it better. And he, you know, he laid it out. He's like, you know, you can use them interchangeably because, yes, it's an albino, but it's a T-plus albino, so there is some of that darker pigmentation going on. Yeah. And that helped out a lot. And I've asked him about, uh, you know, how some snakes, they'll get pattern, def- like, not deformities, but aberrant patterns, but it's not genetic. It's temperature-related. And so right. I think I've asked him how... How does that work? Because wouldn't you think that if it's if it's genetic and it's inheritable, like if it's in the animal, then it would be something that could be passed on. But you know, just I have a I always ask him very very rudimentary and basic questions right. when it comes to a lot of the genetic stuff, and he always is more than willing to explain it to me in a way that is very very digestible. And it's like it's awesome because like he doesn't care because he he truly enjoys it. Yeah, like yeah, he no, just sure. just talking to him, dude. You can tr- tell he just truly loves the the genetic aspect of of herpeticulture and and just animals in general. And I don't know, I, I it's it's great. I, I love talking to him. Another one of those guys that just fuels your mm-hmm. your passion, man. Um, He's just with genetics getting as mixed up as they are with a lot of different species. To have him sort of like in your corner, I guess. Yeah. And able to explain things the way he does and stuff. Just he's a very good person to be friends with. And then he's also I get plenty of entertainment from the people on Facebook that try to argue with him about genetics. It's it's yeah. That stuff makes my day. Yeah. Especially the ones that are like, "Well, who are you?" And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I just keep ball pythons." Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and it happens actually more than you would think, sadly. Yeah. Like, it's a running joke in the group chat, you know. Like, oh, I'm going to tell, uh, what the heck do I'm gonna you tell Neil Armstrong how to fly a spaceship the same way people on Facebook are going to tell Travis Wyman how, how genetics work. Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. What do you know, buddy? But even then, he handles that stuff like a chance. He doesn't even really entertain it. I don't, he doesn't. I mean, other than him saying, yeah, it's just, it's my job. You know, he doesn't get angry and do the angry keyboard thing. Yeah, he, uh, he certainly isn't a keyboard warrior. He just handles it well. Yeah. He just kind of laughs and sends me a screenshot. And he's like, look at this. And I was like, ah, we have a good laugh. And then we move on. Yep. As you should. Yep. So, are we going to call this last person our Herpeticulture, Herpeticulture Network Man of the Year? I think so. I think he well deserves... We'll have to deserves. make this more official next year. Yes. And have, like, a legitimate dedicated list of, like, ten people. No more, no less. Yep. But this guy's number one. This guy's number one in our hearts, <laughs> our souls. Drum roll, please. He is the one... The only Chris Painchab of Badlands Herpeticulture. Ooh. What can we not say about Chris? There isn't anything to not say about Chris. Yes, he's a friend. Yes. A very good friend. A but very good friend. But he's he's more. He, dude, Chris is freaking family, dude. Why? So. He, he is family. Like, no. If ands or buts about it. Why did you like? What's your number one reason for making him the THN Man of the Year? Just pure 
excitement and love and just you want to talk about somebody that pumps you up and makes you excited nobody nobody does it better than chris my god talking to that dude will just light you up and just make you so freaking excited about everything and he's just he's a wealth of knowledge and he's he's so positive and he keeps an amazing collection. He puts so much effort into what he does and everything's so well maintained and it's I asked He's that just question. an all-around um, just amazing person. Yep. I I love Chris to death. I asked that question because I was curious if it was the same reason that I also decided to make him number 1 and is it is it? the exact same reason. Just yep. he's he's so damn positive. And it's not a bad thing. I'm actually no. so incredibly envious of it because I don't know that I'll ever, I won't say I ever, but it that's a very high level of like good outlook that I will have a very hard time achieving. Yeah, I think you could get there, man. It, like, I mean, eventually, I'm just, I just don't know how he does it. Like, it baffles me. It's because, like, I'll tell you exactly how it does it. It's because he just does what he does. He doesn't care about the bullshit. He just does what he loves, and he loves it. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He doesn't put up like with his, bullshit. He doesn't get in the middle of all the drama. He just breeds I snakes. I mean, I don't either. Because he loves it. I'm not saying you do. But I'm just... You I care just about it know, a little bit more. I don't know how he, he... I just... How how does he do it? He focuses on his stuff. That That's There's it. There's got to be more to it. Like, that's it, dude. You focus on what you do and what you love. That's what I've been doing, man. I've been loving... I've been loving the hobby lately, man. It's because I've just been focusing on my animals and how much I love my animals. Because I'm trying to be like that, man. I'm trying to be like Chris. Chris is literally the the person I strive to be like in herpeticulture. Like, without a doubt. Like, there's some stuff that, like, uh, the stuff we keep is going to vary a bit. Even though we have a lot of the same mm-hmm. interests of rat snakes and pituophis. Um, you know, he's into a lot of stuff I'm not into. You know, whatever. But how he is with people and the hobby and he is the type of person i strive to be within this hobby i mean even period. outside of the hobby outside of the hobby as Damn. a as a person you know yeah. he's because he he works full-time he takes care of an incredible collection and he's a full-time dad mm-hmm. like he he and he just seeing his relationship between his kid and his family life and his maintaining the collection on top of working Mm -hmm. and still keeping such a good outlook on everything, man. And just, it's, it's, I urge you all to, to be like Chris. Chris is rare. Chris. And that's, yes, there's going to be people with that are positive and, and happy people that are, you know, just as excited to get everyone else excited, you know, Chris is to the level that, that, yes, to the level that Chris does it, I think is very rare. Yes. Yes, it is. And he will, he will make you realize you love a species that you didn't know you loved Mm -hmm. like 1000%. Like he just, he opens your eyes, man. And he, he gives you new outlooks and new perspectives. And he is by far, the 
the person I look up to most. He's a very large influence. Right now, he is a huge influence on me. I have several animals from him. He is. He's 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 a friend. He's freaking family. He's he's Chris freaking paint job. Like he he's the man. And I the, lo- absolutely this, love the guy to death. This I year he's had too, man. Oh my All the cars he produced that were just unreal. Un freaking real, dude. He geckos. All the all types of corns, different you know colubrids. He had some locality stuff hatched. He had morph corns and he and Phil are the reason know, I actually pay <coughs> pay attention to coleonics now. Dude, I low key like now that I'm so like I'm getting cave geckos from Chris mm-hmm. and super excited about those. Also kind of scared, but like it's almost kind of made me look at coleonics because like i'm getting bugs anyways and i'm like i really love north american stuff why not get one of our little north american geckos and it was well it was originally him and phil talking about it you know in messages Mm -hmm. and then going to texas and seeing them in person it's like holy shit that's so cool that we have it right here yeah and then us talking about it more afterwards and now i have a better appreciation after seeing them in person that now it's like okay like if i see stuff about coleonics i want to read it because those are just yeah. They're cool, man. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know that I would have necessarily gotten into them as much. You know, I know like Phil talks about him a good bit, but Chris, because he's so, his, his, his personality and stuff is so infectious that it's like, you can't help but get stoked for some of this stuff, yeah. dude. Pinchuophis. And it's even like you don't even have to like like it or keep it or be into it. Like you're just so excited to see like what he can do with it. You know what I mean? Like it's not even stuff I keep, but I'm so excited for some of it. Like, yeah, dude, like do it, buy it, breed it, you know, like keep it, whatever, you know, he's and he's dude, he has so many like hidden gems that he doesn't really post about a lot. But, dude, he has so, so much cool stuff. You know, and did you see that? Yeah, no, he yeah, I've yeah seen he, that. Made, he that. made that. He made this. Mm-hmm. He's talented. Talented as all get out, man. A little I mean, cigar holder and a PZE sign cut yeah. out of from a water jet metal cutter thing. He's very talented. Yeah, he's awesome. And to like, it sucks that he can't keep pythons and boids and stuff. Because yeah. imagine Good if he God. were in like carpets Good or God. even balls for that matter. I feel like. He would. He would destroy he would do the ball. Really market. interesting stuff. I don't know if he'd get into balls though. He might would just for the more. Anything aspect. he does, he'll be successful at. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Regardless of how deep he goes into yeah. it, you know, whether it's one pair of something or like ten pairs of something, he's gonna freaking kill it. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't. I don't think there's another man more deserving of our THN Man of the Year. Are we gonna call it THN or THP? We'll do net- THN. Why not? THN, make it the network man of the year. I don't know. Right. Like I said, this is something that I'd like to do like once a year and make yeah. it more official and and figure out some way to like give the people that we choose something, you know, yeah, as a thank you. Thank you for being you. And Chris has been also been a very long time supporter of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's listened to us since like very early almost on. the beginning, mm-hmm. like very early. It's um, so funny, dude. You think about it's crazy, it, man. You think about it's those so early crazy. episodes and the early messages we get from people, and you're like, oh yeah, Badlands or Pediculture, you know, Destination Gecko, which is Elijah Day. Um, it's like that's cool, and then you come to be like really good friends with these people. Yeah, and it's like. 
to think that none of it would have, you know, the high likelihood that none of it would have happened if it weren't for the podcast or it's, magazine or anything. That it's we're not doing. even a high likely. It, it wouldn't have. Like, I, I mean, unless we cross paths somewhere in the, the hobby along the way, but... You know, kind of like you and I did. You know, we just crossed paths on Instagram. Yeah. You know, and but it was the it, likelihood of it happening would have gone down tremendously. And because of this podcast, you know, I've met some incredible people, and you know, guys like Chris, who Chris is absolutely one of my best friends, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, and. I, I don't know. I don't think anybody is more deserving of our, our THP man of the year. So I just remember at Daytona and Chris wasn't there, but like we had our little pavilion area. I would dude. I wanted Chris there so bad. And I, I remember going up to Phil cause there was like what, probably like 40 people there. I don't even know. And I just remember going to Phil and being like, dude, like this is because of us. And then I came up to you and said the same thing. Yeah. I was like, we, like, none of these, I mean, those people probably would have been at Daytona, but there wouldn't be, like, the group that we've created if it weren't for this. That I can say with confidence. Yeah. Like, the fact that we It's like you don't want to toot your own horn, but at the same time, it's like... But it's like Jeff and Kendra came all the way from Washington. Yeah. You know, Dom came from Ohio. Ohio. Cox came from Kentucky. Kentucky. It just every you know, just we, the group that that we now have and that we consider you know our closest friends, our, our THP group. It's man. crazy, man. Yeah, like I never you know along with everything else that's come with the podcast. There's that's one thing that I never would have expected in a you know in a, yeah. in, in a lifetime or whatever. It's just crazy. It's incredible, really. You know all the all the people between you know Billy and Phil and mm-hmm. and Chris and Ryan and Dominique and you know Jeff and Kendra like all those people man like it's wild it's it's amazing when you think about it you know it's it's come so far in you know over three years now of this podcast and. Does it feel like it's been a really long time? Yes and no, because it's like on one hand, it's like I almost can't remember a time that like, I mean, obviously I had my long break, Mm -hmm. but you know, that aside, I can't remember. I feel like I can't remember a time that we weren't doing the show. You know, I don't know what life is like, you know, pre-podcast, but at the same time, it feels like it's it's still new. You know what I mean? Like it feels, oh, yeah. feels I remember setting I up know. at the kitchen table when yeah, I was living dude. with Doug, man. It I was, remember doing those podcasts like, at the kitchen table and see what happens, figuring it all out. I remember when we, when you got that little port to where we could have guests on, you know, mm-hmm. we were so stoked to be able to get guests and, uh, I don't know, man. It's, we've come, come a long, long way. Mm-hmm. Got, I, got I a little bumpy for a little it while. It feels like it was a million years ago yesterday. That's exactly what I mean. Like it does, yeah. but it doesn't. Yeah, that's a perfect a perfect, you know, way to put that. But none of it would be where it is if it weren't for you that are those of you that are listening. Yeah. 
you know we i know we say it all the time but like all the messages and comments and stuff you know good or bad we appreciate yeah um, it's i don't know man it's like we the need, the feedback we need the outside perspective yeah. to make sure that we're we're doing our jobs and i feel like that job is to bring the best yeah. content possible like not trying to beat anybody else or anything like that it's just want to make sure that we're doing everything we can like dude the feedback i got from people when i first came back like my first episode back like it was just like 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 that crap made me that crap made me emotional man like really like it was yeah. It was real, you know, having so much support and mm-hmm. just having people messing me being like, man, it was great to hear your voice again, you know, and I, I don't know, it was, it meant the entire world to me, you know, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just excited for the future, man, things still moving forward and doing this for another three years and yeah eventually years getting to the that. point like the npr guys man yeah. where we're 10 years deep and just yeah i'm rocking mm-hmm. and rolling man i just i don't want to stop always keep going keeping her going yeah so. well i think we covered everyone yeah we appreciate all of you that we had on our lists there's a lot of you that we didn't we you know, yeah, just, there's so many. There, it was so hard, man. A, like there were so list. many people you wanted to add, and you know, it's I don't know, it's impossible. But no matter what, we appreciate everybody, every guest we've had on our show, mm-hmm. every you know, everybody we talk to on a regular basis, everybody who messages us. We appreciate. We appreciate play, you dude. all. Yeah, they, every listen, man. Like it blows my mind every time you send me a screenshot of like how many Just listens SoundCloud we've had over three crazy. years. Let me see. You I, know it. Uh, I'll I'll tell you where it's at right now. Just this is just on SoundCloud. So I don't want to go to the new SoundCloud. Thank you. Uh, all time, hundred eighty six thousand. It's over 200 because there's 24K and counting on Spotify. So, wow. That blows our mind, man. That's like I when don't I know, we, hit, we average about a thousand <laughs> listens just, an episode, don't I we? I just, I remember like when we hit a hundred, it was like, dude. No, and then like, we hit a thousand, it was like, dude. I remember when we first hit a hundred on like an episode. We're like, dude, a yeah, hundred people listening yeah, to this? Like, like, what? Jesus. You know, it's like now we're averaging like. 800 to 1,000 an episode, aren't we? Mm, yeah, Ish? ballpark. Ballpark? I, th- I know that number varies because sometimes it's more, sometimes it's mm-hmm. more in the five. But, like, I think at least 500 a listen or an episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the very least. Um, but which that... It's I, just... It's wild. Like, it's crazy, man. Like, that blows my mind. And but, I guess we're doing something right. And if y'all keep I listening, guess. we'll keep putting them out. So. Yeah, that's all that matters, man. You'll have to chase us off with pitchfork, pitchforks, pitchforks and fire at this point. Just like Shrek. Yeah. Hmm. Does that make me the princess if you're Shrek? No, I was going to say it makes you donkey. But oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. Either that or the gingerbread man. The gingerbread man. I, I'd rather be donkey. You're a monster. You're a monster. Donkey. Oh, anyways, this was episode 135 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, brought to you by Steve Snake Chewery. 
And his venom hot sauces. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, we will see everyone Monday night for Snakes and Stogies 92. Which is also crazy that we're already there and how that just started out as like Instagram yeah. live things and then just morphed into <clears throat> what it has. And it's just, man, it's just crazy. It's yep. Dreams do come true. Really, we we appreciate all of you. Yes. We love all of you. And have a good morning, good day, good evening. Stay sexy. Okay. All right. Because you're all beautiful. <laughs> Goodbye.